0: A federal judge mistakenly believes Ohio is allowing more than one ballot drop box per county and dismisses a lawsuit as a result. One of the big targets in the long-running, nearly fruitless investigation of Cuyahoga County government ends up pleading guilty to some very minor crimes, and Cleveland is providing some big incentives to get a mortgage company to set up near downtown. It's the wake-up morning news briefing from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer for Wednesday, October 7th. I'm the editor, Chris Quinn. An apparent blunder by U.S. District Judge Dan Polster has thrown the controversial ballot drop-off box issue in Cuyahoga County into a bit of chaos. This is a little tricky, so follow me here. Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose is allowing one drop-off box per county for people with absentee ballots. Voting rights advocates say that's unfair because some counties, like Cuyahoga, have far more people than others and will have traffic jams that make voting difficult. A lawsuit in federal court had a lot of twists and turns, and on Monday, LaRose issued a statement allowing counties to collect ballots in multiple places outside their offices, but on the site of their offices. The wording was confusing. We even misreported it at the start. And Polster interpreted it to mean that LaRose is allowing multiple collection points throughout the county. As such, Polster said Cuyahoga County can collect absentee ballots at six libraries as it wished, and he dismissed the lawsuit. So where do we stand? Who knows? The Board of Elections is waiting for direction from LaRose, who put out a new statement that clarified nothing. In the latest evidence that a two-year investigation into Cuyahoga County government has been an expensive, overzealous boondoggle, Cuyahoga County's former IT general counsel, Emily McNeely, received a one-year probation sentence on Tuesday after she pleaded guilty to a handful of misdemeanor charges that stemmed from her work on county projects connected to her family members. Special prosecutors who spent more than two years investigating corruption in county government dropped more than a dozen felony charges that they originally filed against McNeely. As part of a plea bargain, that saw her plead guilty to obstructing official business and three counts of dereliction of duty. In exchange, McNeely agreed to testify on behalf of the state in the trial of former jail director Ken Mills, who was under indictment on charges that accused him of lying to Cuyahoga County Council and creating unsafe condition in the jail. McNeely is the second top county official originally charged with multiple serious felonies, who ended up with convictions for very minor offenses. The Ohio Business Roundtable, an organization that seeks to work with state government to make Ohio more business-friendly, suggested that CEOs of big companies send their employees a series of emails that emphasize the importance of a conservative state Supreme Court. The seven emails intended to go into employees' inboxes through October are to quote, "underscore the importance to your business and their job security of having a stable supreme court," unquote. this is according to a message to the CEO sent by Pat Tiberi, a Republican former member of Congress who serves as the Roundtable's president and CEO. Two Republican incumbents are seeking re-election and have Democratic challengers for the two seats on the Ohio Supreme Court. Financial incentives that would help Brexville-based cross-country mortgage building new headquarters for more than 700 workers in downtown Cleveland won support Tuesday from a Cleveland City Council panel. The nearly $2 million in incentives are the first part of a package to help the company redevelop a six-acre block between East 21st Street and East 22nd Streets from Superior to Payne Avenues. That's the catty corner to our newsroom, although we have not been working out of it since March. Early voting began Tuesday in Ohio with long but fast-moving lines outside the Cuyahoga County Board of Elections, and you have a variety of ways you can cast your ballot either in person or by mail between now and November 3rd. Anxiety is high this election, and voters might have become confused by misinformation dispensed about election security and disputes over the voting process. We have an extensive Q&A providing answers to all of the questions people are asking. From how much postage you need on a mail-in ballot to whether you can vote curbside, check it all out at Cleveland.com. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer.